Welcome to Hancock Talks, your source for insights about life insurance trends and opportunities, focusing on tactics that can help drive your sales. This podcast is for financial professional use only. It is not intended for use with the public. This material is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide advice. The opinions and views expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of John Hancock. Please listen to the important disclosures at the end of this podcast. Now, let's get started with your host, Karen Egan. Hello, welcome to Hancock Talks, and thanks for joining us. Today, we are with Allison Salka, Senior Vice President, Director of Research at Limra. Allison Salka joined Limra, a worldwide research, consulting, and professional development organization in 2012. She's responsible for driving the strategy and direction of its global research program. She oversees a team of more than 85 professionals in research who conduct benchmark studies, discovery research, and thought leadership designed to help companies better understand industry issues and trends. Allison previously led the Retirement Research and Competitive Intelligence Team at Prudential and was also a Director of Retirement Research and Business Analytics at MassMutual. She has a master's degree from the College of William and Mary and a PhD from Vanderbilt University. So Allison, it's so great to meet you. Well, thanks, Karen. It's great to be here. Well, to start, Limra has been serving the insurance industry since 1916 and does a lot of great work helping producers spread the word about the importance of life insurance. And while there are many key awareness campaigns running, probably the most well-known is Life Insurance Awareness Month, which is recognized each September across the industry. This year, Limra is also leading the Help Protect Our Families campaign specifically to help address the life insurance coverage gap that exists in the U.S. So let's set the stage. Talk about the life insurance need a gap and what you see within the U.S. and really where you think the greatest opportunity lies to move the needle on this. Well, I think there's a a huge opportunity. No matter what life stage someone's at, life insurance is an important part of financial security. So we know that just over half of Americans say they have life insurance. And that means a little under half of the people don't have life insurance. Add to that the fact that many people who own life insurance recognize that they don't have enough coverage. So our research shows that there are over 100 million uninsured and underinsured Americans in the U.S. today. And again, that's a big gap and a big opportunity. So closing that gap requires a few different things, you know, awareness, education, and frequently advice from a financial professional. So of all the things COVID has done to us, it has made people much more aware of their mortality. About a third of Americans said they were more likely to buy life insurance because of the pandemic. And this number is even higher for people who had COVID. And the pandemic also influenced millennials. So many of them started thinking about life insurance seriously for the first time. And so, of course, that helps awareness, but that's not enough. The next step is education or information. And so now is the time for carriers and financial professionals to have conversations with consumers about protecting the people and the things that they love. And there are a number of ways to do this, of course, you know, in person, digitally, and even social media because we know that many consumers have significant misperceptions about life insurance, what it costs, how much they need, how the process works. And as an industry, we really wanna dispel some of these myths to help consumers overcome 
their reluctance or inertia and help them get the coverage that they need. So from your point of view, what are some of the current barriers that you see consumers having? You know, what, what's getting in their way from buying life insurance? I think different groups of people or different segments have different barriers. But I think overall, you know, most people are subject to inertia, right? So they're busy and they have a lot of priorities. They're living their lives and and thinking about other things, right? They may be more concerned about day-to-day expenses or saving for retirement. Um, And they're aware that they have needs for protection, but sometimes it's, it's harder for them to to take the steps that they know they need to. And this is where financial professionals have an opportunity. They can work with their clients or with potential clients to have a needs assessment, building a financial plan, because ultimately you want to help people realize that life insurance, it's it's foundational in being able to have financial security for themselves and their loved ones. And another barrier is that a lot of people don't feel knowledgeable about life insurance, right? Or they don't feel knowledgeable about financial products and services in general. And we've found that the more knowledgeable people are, they're more likely to have coverage and they're more likely to have adequate coverage. Because a lot of people tell us they don't know how much they need to buy or what specifically they need to buy. And that makes it kind of daunting or overwhelming for them. And that's why, again, financial professionals are important because financial professionals can provide added knowledge. They can help people understand what their needs are. They can come up with something that's customized to individual needs. And then this helps people feel more confident in taking the steps that they need to. And then when they're confident, they're more financially secure. And then the final barrier I want to mention is that, you know, people have a lot of misperceptions. They often greatly overestimate the cost of life insurance, especially younger people. And price is the top reason people say they don't buy life insurance. So there's really an opportunity there to educate. And then the process. People don't know a lot about the process or they're intimidated by it. And understanding how affordable and accessible life insurance is can really help overcome the obstacles and then again, you know, working with someone that you trust can really help lead people through the process. So what are some tips or advice you can offer our listeners about starting the conversation, right? With, with some of these targeted groups or these groups of individuals that, you, you know, millennials or such, where there are these misconceptions about price or process. How do you start that conversation? Well, now is probably a better time than it's ever been to start having these conversations because, as I mentioned, the pandemic has raised consumer awareness about the need for life insurance. Um, And anecdotally, we're hearing from agents that consumers are more open to having this conversation than they've been in the past. You know, I think a lot of times people were worried about outliving their assets as opposed to having something um, happen to them. So it is a little bit easier than it has been in the past, but I think now the focus should be on, you know, how to get to them. And that's by understanding where consumers are going for information. So if they're more aware, they're going to be looking for information. And if they're looking for information, where are they going? And we're finding that, you know, digital things like social media are much more important than they've been in the past. So having an active social media presence is important, especially to millennials. They're twice as likely as older generations to feel it's important for financial professionals to have a social media presence. 
It's actually something that gives them um, credibility. And younger generations are also more likely to ask their social media network for recommendations if they're looking for someone to work with. And segments like um, Black Americans are more likely than the general population to rely on social media for financial information. So social media is an effective way both to provide information as well as engage new and existing clients. And ultimately, it's about building a trusted relationship. And, you know, this is this is one way to do it. And so once you've started that conversation, understanding their holistic financial needs. So people want to feel understood and they want people that will engage with them about their whole all of their financial concerns. So those discussions are also a good way to start. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the policy review process, right? So you gave us some good tips about how to get those initial conversations started about the need, but then when someone has a policy, what does your research show about having a regular cadence to conducting policy reviews and how does that help an an agent with regards to new sales opportunities? So for insured households, we think it's a good idea to review life insurance coverage annually. Life can change quickly and clients really appreciate the outreach to, um, to know that somebody is thinking of them. And interestingly, we've learned that one of the most effective and valued tools to building a relationship with clients is a formal written financial plan. Financial professionals we spoke to said that these are great ways to uncover unmet needs you can find new opportunities as well as help consumers feel more comfortable and more confident about their financial situations. And customers who work with professionals who give them written plans, they are more likely to say they are satisfied with the professionals that they work with and they have higher levels of loyalty to them because these conversations build trust and provide insights into evolving financial needs. And again, they improve satisfaction and are good foundations for long-term relationships. Totally makes sense. All right, I'm gonna completely switch gears on you now. (laughs) What I wanna talk about now is products. Things have been so different over the last 12 to 18 months. What do you see from a product perspective? What's being sold most? within, let's say, the last six to 12 months across the insurance industry? Again, here's where you're seeing the impact of the pandemic. You know, the pandemic boosted sales of uh, term and whole life policies. So think about, you know, the economic conditions and social distancing measures were in place. And so products like a whole life and term life were well-suited for new buyers or people who are looking to expand their coverage who didn't have access for a while to the financial professionals that they worked with or that they they didn't work with a financial professional. So in the first quarter of 2021, the industry had record policy sales. They were up 11%, which is the highest growth we've seen since 1983. Mm -hmm. And then this summer, our monthly results saw a shift as interest rates improved a little bit and the country opened up more. People were better able to meet with their agents and professionals. So in May and June, there was a rise in variable UL and indexed UL, as well as continued growth for term and whole life. And we're forecasting strong life sales for 2021 up as much as 11%. And I think whole life, term, and VUL are are expected to experience the largest growth. 
And I think that as agents and other professionals have become more digitally sophisticated, they can meet with more people um, in the ways that people want and are going to be able to sell more and, and, and be able to, to meet this need. So I think it's a really interesting time, you know, to be in the industry. Yeah, I mean, no question that, you know, making the buying process easier, that's such a common theme right now, really across our industry. It doesn't matter, you know, what website or magazine or social site, everybody's talking about the buying process, right? And then it's just table stakes in making that process easier. What do you see, you know, in terms of process enhancements for digital records or submission methods, accelerated underwriting or instant underwriting? What are you seeing carriers do? We are seeing a lot of activity right now. Customer expectations have evolved, right? They've evolved because of Amazon and other, Mm -hmm. you know, digital and technology players that have changed the expectations. So we're seeing insurance companies respond. We know that digitization is going to be the expectation. Almost half of Americans said they're more likely to purchase coverage using simplified underwriting. So as they understand what that is, and they can see that they can get a policy more quickly and more easily, you know, they're really responding to that. And while the majority of life insurers already had simplified and automated underwriting programs in place prior to the pandemic, many companies expanded this during COVID-19. They wanted to make it easier for consumers to purchase policies. They offered things like e-applications, e-signatures, e-notarization, and e-delivery of policy documents. And most of these companies have made the changes permanent. It's really part of an overall effort the industry's been making to make it easier to acquire coverage and, and frankly, meet customer expectations. Mm-hmm. And we expect that face-to-face channels will continue to thrive, um, but they're going to become more of a hybrid digital. Again, financial professionals are going to use digital tools and weave them into their engagements with the clients. Um, and I think that bodes well for the future. Because being able to meet with a customer in the way that they want and helping them get a policy that is going to be easy for them to understand and easy for them to acquire is really going to is really going to help customers get what they need. Well, in some of your recent research, you uncovered a lot of information about the importance of having a financial professional really involved in the sale to help explain the product. Speak to us a little bit more about those findings. I'm happy to because it's it's really hard to underestimate the importance of having an advisor because consumers are busy, they're not confident, there's a lot that they don't know, there's a lot of misperceptions that they have. And being able to trust someone and learn from someone and and learn the, the things that they need to helps them get what they need so that they can be financially well. So there are a lot of misperceptions about life insurance and a professional that helps conduct a needs analysis that can say, here's what your need is. Here's what people like you often do. And here's what I recommend. Let's talk about it is going to help people. Because again, people left to their own devices will either do nothing or just listen to the advice of whatever they see where. And again, having a 
financial professional who's in a position to credibly share information, again, can't be overstated. I have reams of research showing that people who work with financial professionals are more likely to be competent in things beyond life insurance. They're more confident in their ability to be able to retire. They're more confident in their knowledge about things. They, they tend to be more knowledgeable about financial products generally, and they also tend to be saving more. So I think these are all mm-hmm. benefits of working with a financial advisor. Yeah, it, you know, it just makes sense. I, w- I was just, as you were sharing that, I was thinking back, you know, if you go back two decades, three decades, it was a lack of information, right? Consumers, could they get their hands on the information they needed to really make a decision? And now you fast forward to where we are today. Now we're overwhelmed with information. You know, information is coming at us on our phones, you know, on our computers, all sources. And so not having someone there really to help you call through that noise you know, Absolutely. And bring it into, into bite-sized pieces that you can really digest and get your hands around. I don't know how you do it without a financial professional. Right. And I don't know if you've ever heard the term analysis paralysis, where people <laughs> just have so much information and you don't know how to sift through it. You're just, you're just paralyzed. And again, a trusted professional is the best way to do that. You know, you use professionals for all the important things in your life and finances are arguably the most important thing or one of the most important things. So having a professional help you sort through all of that is really important. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you at John Hancock, we certainly look to your team and and the wonderful research that you provide to us and the data from LIMRA um, to help us cull through, you know, all of that type of information and look for trends and, and opportunities. So thank you so much for all that you do and and for taking the time. And we're certainly excited about Life Insurance Awareness Month. So thank you so much for spending the time with me today. Great. I am as well. And thank you very much for having me, Karen. Let's wrap up with the Marketing Minute segment of the show. And guess who's back with us today? That's right, Anna Canellos from our Advanced Markets team. Welcome back, Anna. Great to be here, Karen. Well, we just spent time with Allison from Limra, and since it's September and it's Life Insurance Awareness Month, so what are some of the tools and resources that you can share with our listeners that could help them highlight life insurance in their practice? Life Insurance Awareness Month is a great time to reset and start having those important conversations. And what is extremely popular during the month is policy review. Um, And for many, life insurance may have inadvertently have a set it and forget it strategy, but today we want to elevate policy review process. Well, share with us your thoughts on how do we do that? How do we elevate the policy review process? Absolutely, Karen. Here at John Hancock, we do have a wonderful policy review kit to help start the conversation and go through any gaps in coverage and reviewing the policy to make sure it's performing as expected. Still, there are three things that I want to focus on today, in addition to the tried and true policy review. The first one is our beneficiary because you asked. This is truly a treasure trove of helping both you and your clients with the technical aspect 
of making sure the beneficiary designations are thoughtful. And also that you're crossing your T's and dotting your I's with regards to some of the technical considerations. So tip number one, offer to do a beneficiary review as a soft way to uncover policies and diving deep into policy review. The second item to consider is business planning. So often we think of policy review as one dimensional, but when it comes to business owners, they may have policies that they purchase for buy-sell purposes, for example. If this is the case, then it's really important to do a review of these type of plans. And again, to start the conversation. Why don't we start talking to them about the value of their business? Has it changed? Has it increased or decreased since coverage was purchased? Or if they don't know, Tip number two on my list is for them to use our JH business valuation calculator as a way to start that conversation and consider the tool as a way to get a pulse check on the value of their business and the underlying policy. And last but certainly not least, let's also talk about trust-owned life insurance. Again, there are a lot of technical details we can't cover today, but the bottom line is that the trustee has a fiduciary responsibility to make sure that they are reviewing and monitoring the life insurance owned in trust. And with the vast majority of trustees being what we consider non-professional, i.e. your <laughs> trustee is a family member, they may be unaware of their responsibilities. So for tip number three, Let's partner with those trustees and offer to assist them in policy review. So we have a lot of great resources here. And the one that is going to help in this endeavor is the because you asked what a trustee should know. That goes into detail about the technical aspects of trust-owned policies. Well, those are great tips and lots of neat resources uh, this time that we have available. So once again, loved having you here to, to share with us all of those wonderful resources from our advanced markets team. And it's just always great to catch up with you, Anna. Thanks for having me here, Karen. I know I covered a lot, but I wanted to provide some different options and perspectives related to policy review. Well, you certainly did. And we appreciate you joining us for this episode of Hancock Talks. For more resources on today's topic, as well as access to more information about how to grow your insurance business, visit jhsaleshub.com. And don't forget, download and subscribe to the show on iTunes to get new episodes as they become available. Thanks for listening. This material is not intended to provide financial, investment, insurance, legal, accounting, or tax advice. It is intended to promote awareness and is for educational purposes only. Claim of greater knowledge increases the likelihood of having adequate coverage based on Limra's study, Let's Talk Life. Why do consumers live with a life insurance need gap at limra.com? Claim of younger generations are also more likely to ask and black Americans are more likely than the general population to rely on social media are based on Limra study, Black Americans, Life Insurance Ownership and Attitudes at Limra.com. Claim of in the first quarter of 2021, the industry had record policy sales up 11% and we are forecasting strong life insurance sales in 2021 up as much as 11%. Based on LIMRA, first quarter U.S. life insurance policy sales at LIMRA.com. Claims of just over half of Americans say they have life insurance, under half do not, and many say they don't have enough coverage. Over 100 million Americans are uninsured. About a third of Americans were more likely to buy. Price is the top reason people say. Millennials who are twice as likely as older generations, almost half of Americans, 48%, say they are more likely to purchase coverage and individual working with a financial professional save more. 
are all based on LIMRA 2021 barometer study at LIMRA.com. Trust should be drafted by an attorney familiar with such matters in order to take into account income and estate tax laws, including the generation skipping tax. Failure to do so could result in adverse tax treatment of the trust proceeds. There can be costs associated with drafting a trust. Life insurance products are issued by John Hancock Life Insurance Company, USA, Boston, Mass, 02116, not licensed in New York, and John Hancock Life Insurance Company of New York, Valhalla, New York, 10595. This recorded material may have been recorded to support the promotion or marketing of the topics addressed in this recorded material. Individuals interested in the topics discussed should consult with their professional advisors to examine legal, tax, accounting, or financial aspects of these topics. MLINY 0818211111.